Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us for the GTM News Show. I got a special guest today, Rosalind Santa Elena. Thanks for joining me, Rosalind. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. Me too. The reason why I brought Rosalind on was um, I've been following her work in the RevOps world for a little while now on LinkedIn. I've taken one of your classes through Pavilion and um, learned a lot from you uh, in regards to RevOps and love to kind of dive deep into that. So uh, before we jump in, I would love to kind of, RevOps is a, is a newer term. I love, maybe in your own words, Rosalind, define for us how you define RevOps. Yeah, yeah. So definitely a newer term, I think the last couple of years, but you know, as I always tell people, it's not a new function, right? I mean, operations has existed for as long as sales has existed, as long as we've been trying to get revenue. Um, but from my perspective, revenue operations, when people ask me, you know, what's the definition? To me, it's really the, the infrastructure to support your end-to-end -end revenue process, right? So if you think about people, process, technology, uh, data insights, enablement, as well as strategy, right? And that's really revenue operations. It's that infrastructure to help you drive alignment, um, efficiencies, and optimization across all of those different, you know, pillars, if you will, um, really aligned to your customer lifecycle, right? So it's top mm -hmm. of funnel marketing, interest all the way through a prospect to being becoming a customer. And especially in SaaS, as we know, when they become a customer, that first time they sign the paper, that's just the beginning, right, of the relationship. Mm -hmm. So all of that post-sales um, post activity, driving customer success, driving expansions and renewals within your customer base, that's sort of that entire customer life cycle that Revelation supports. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Man, we could we could go off, off four <laughs> or five things stuck out there. Uh, the one thing actually I think would be interesting for the audience is, um, I guess, why do you think RevOps became a thing? Yeah, yeah. So I think in the very, like early on, like, so I've been doing operations, kind of leading teams for about 22 years. I hate to say that. I try to say that I'm like, feel so old, but I mean, <laughs> for a long time. So, um, but I said, definitely seen a huge evolution. Right. And I think the last um, maybe five to 10 years, I think we've really seen operations kind of come to the forefront. Right. In the past, it was more of a support function, kind of working in the back, you know, the back office, helping to support marketing and sales and post sales as well. But I think that, um, you know, with just a number of factors, I think one with the rise of SaaS, right, and sort of this recurring revenue model has given rise to, you know, needing a stronger infrastructure to support that entire customer journey. That's really a loop, right, continuous, um, mm -hmm. as well as just the explosion of technology, right? You think about how much tech is out there. I mean, there's literally, you know, multiple um, pieces of technology for every single part, right, of the funnel for for everyone to use. I think there was a survey recently that said, you know, I think that the average salesperson, I think, uses like 23, I want to say, tools, like different apps just wow. to do their job. And so think about managing all of that technology mm -hmm. and keeping it um, in sync, right, with each other. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. Um, the other thing I would say is just the explosion of data as well from, you know, mm. the importance of having the right insights at the right time is a real driving um, 
force for having a really strong operational infrastructure because we're inundated mm -hmm. with data, right? But it's, it's great to gather data, but it's about what is the data telling me to, to go mm -hmm. do next, right? Making that data actionable. And that's part, definitely a part of the RevOps purview. And then the other thing I would say that has probably made it a lot more complex too, which required sort of this rise of RevOps is around just that customer journey. We think about you know, being, um, you know, us even as consumers, right? You think about how we're inundated with information, but at the same time, we can go access information anywhere, right? We can find out all we want to know about a, a particular vendor or a particular solution before we ever have a conversation, right, with anybody at that company. So us being more informed means that we're also more demanding, right? We expect a lot more from our relationships with our vendor. And we're not looking for someone to, you know, sell us a tool or sell us features or a product, but really looking for somebody to be that partner and, um, you know, value-driven kind of relationship, right? That's what we're looking for, someone to share best practices mm -hmm. and tell us how to solve our real-world problems, right? And be that partner to help us be successful in our own business. And so with that more demand, you know, drives that more um, kind of puts the customer experience top, you know, kind of front and center, which requires, again, really strong operational um, support and infrastructure to be able to optimize and, you know, kind of provide that frictionless customer experience. So I think, you know, kind of I maybe to sum it up, I think it's just there's so much complexity technology, the information, mm. data, the buying experience, the customer experience has become so critical to revenue success that this has kind of led its way to this rise of this revenue operations function to be able to be that body that really takes that holistic view of all of those things and puts it together in a solid um, infrastructure to be able to support that revenue engine. Love it. Thanks for sharing. I think I took two two things I took away from that. Number one is the customer journey, the customer experience. Yeah. And I think folks that are listening are probably familiar with marketing operations and sales operations and just operations in general, which which you alluded, which you hinted at. And I think what I like about RevOps is it's I think those operational uh, uh, departments are really focused at one point in time. You know, marketing is focusing on maybe top of funnel, sales is maybe focusing on in the opportunity stage or, or nurturing. Whereas RevOps has the, has the privilege of looking at the entire journey and even said post sale, yeah. right? Looking at as, as, as that's a, such an important uh, aspect for reoccurring revenue. And the other thing you mentioned was just revenue in general. Um, and I think uh, folks that are looking at, once again, the whole journey, mm -hmm. optimizing for the whole journey versus just looking at, hey, I'm just optimizing for leads. Maybe marketing is optimizing for versus sales is op optimizing for close right. one. Customer success is optimizing for retention and expansion. Um, I love that. I'd love to hear from your perspective, especially in this, the market we're in, right? Everyone's talking about efficiency and, um, and especially in the SaaS world and reoccurring revenue world. Where do you see RevOps having the biggest impact uh, when it comes to just improving efficiency and finding, and maybe if you have some anecdotal stories of some really cool ways you've seen RevOps just 
improve overall growth efficiency. Yeah, yeah. I think that's another big driver, right? People are, you know, companies are trying to do more with less. You know, we talk about doing better with less and really optimizing for better outcomes. Um, we talk a lot about, you know, what's working, what's not, figuring out, you know, um, what's coming around the corner and avoiding those blind spots. And I think that's where revenue operations you know, sort of the power of RevOps is really um, unlocked or unleashed, right? Because I think the revenue operations, by being that holistic body, kind of looking at that entire customer journey from that lens of people process tech, you know, data and insights is able to kind of glean the information um, that you really need to be able to understand what's happening in your business. Um, I think because we've seen sort of this rise of RevOps, especially the last couple of years, because if you think about the last three years have been just crazy, right? The market's been up and down, up and down. It's like we're all kind of dizzy from just the volatility of the market. But I think it really highlighted the fact that companies who had strong operations were the ones who had the information available to help them understand, mm -hmm. you know, how and when and where they should pivot and do things differently to accommodate the market um, and then where um, they're able to actually go and execute, right? As an operator, you're mm. looking at the strategy and the insights, but you're also kind of swivel chair and have to be able to go and actually operationalize and execute those mm. changes. And so, you know, companies that are really leveraging a true revenue operations um, structure are the ones who can now unlock those insights to be able to help them understand, you know, incrementally all along the customer journey, what's working and go and lean in and go do more of that versus what's really not working or not yielding as much of, um, you know, mm -hmm. and a return or as much impact. And so to step back and stop doing those things that, you know, aren't yielding the best results. And that goes back to sort of that efficiency piece, right? So some of those things around, you know, whether it's people, right? Optimizing what people are working on and where they're spending their time and efforts, um, or it's optimizing money, right? In terms of resources, like from a marketing perspective, you have less budget, you wanna spend on the things that are actually going to yield positive results. But how do you know that? Right? How do you know what's working and what's not? That's where operations really can help um, take the data, glean the insights, and then make recommendations. Very cool. Very cool. I love that. Is there any? We, we mentioned uh, you know different aspects of you know revenue org and, and optimizing for different areas. Is there a specific? I, I'm just curious. Like in the in the rev team, rev ops teams you've seen or you've built, or you've been a part of. What are maybe even some KPIs that the, that the RevOps team kind of holds themselves accountable for. So when, yeah, as, as an executive is looking at maybe building out a RevOps team or it seems like they could be pointed in, in a thousand yes. different directions, maybe a million different directions. How do you, how do you direct a RevOps team or, or somebody that's going to be starting this role to, you know, what, how do you measure them against yeah, success? Yeah. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, um, we all want more revenue, right? We want more revenue and we want it faster, right? So I always think about as a RevOps leader, you know, my role is really to drive whatever that top line um, goal is, you know, whether that is growth or it's retention, you know, which is one thing that we didn't touch on too much, but around the kind of the, the post-sale side, the customer side, mm. um, you know, revenue operations also plays a big role there, right? Especially in this market mm. around, 
you know, we know how hard it is to acquire net new customers. We know we're going to acquire less of those in this type of market. So really diving deeper on your customer base and helping to understand, you know, what value one deliver value to your customers, right. And why do they buy and, you know, making sure that they're successful, but also helping to flag risk around, um, churn or downsell potential and getting ahead of that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then also identifying white space for potential growth within your customer base. So kind of going back to just KPIs for RevOps, I think our goals should always be aligned to whatever the go to market objectives are. Right. So if that is Mm -hmm. growth or retention or net new logos or whatever those, you know, it's, I think everyone just wants more revenue, but (laughs) whatever those goals are, right. (laughs) Our goals should be tied to that. And how do we do that? Right. Is around optimizing efficiencies, um, making sure that we're doing all the things incrementally across the funnel that we could be doing to improve success in those areas. Um, I think people try to kind of boil the ocean and say, okay, well, we should just all be tied to this one, one Mm -hmm. metric, but it's all about those changes that you can make, the tweaks that you make that give you 1% better conversion, you know, maybe 2% better, you know, win rates or whatever those incremental changes are that add up at the end to, you know, driving that outcome that you're trying to achieve. So, you know, what I recommend for RevOps is really to look at across your funnel and where are the places that one, there's pain or where are those places that, um, you know, well, in every place, I think across the funnel around where you touch your customer or buyer, there's opportunity to improve, right? Maybe it's just a better handoff between like a BDR and a sales team Mm. and improving that lead time. Maybe it's better um, lead scoring to be able to make sure that we're getting the right leads to our sales team, right? There could be better handoffs between sales and customer success around making sure that the right information is available to the sales team to provide that really seamless experience for the customer when they get onboarded, right? And then we start to implement and start to help them realize kind of that, reduce that time to value, right? So there's a lot of incremental changes that I think, incremental things that RevOps could be doing that we should be holding ourselves accountable Mm. for. But ultimately, every company is going to be at a different size stage and different selling motion and different needs. So making that tailored to you know, what your company is trying to achieve is really important. Thanks for awesome. Super helpful. I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what type of person succeeds in a RevOps <laughs> type of role? What type of background? Uh, cause I, from, from my experience, it seems like it has a variety of yeah. backgrounds in it. And the reason why I mainly ask is for lots of reasons, but I think the biggest thing is you're from what I'm understanding is RevOps kind of sits outside of obviously maybe outside or inside depending on the org but they're definitely coming with suggestions to marketing to be like hey here's how i think we can tweak you know our form conversions by one percent or sales here's how we can you know get folks from stage one to stage two faster um you know what type of person does that well and then how do they handle you know that very uh maybe sometimes challenging conversation yeah that's a that's a great question and i think from a rev- revenue operations, like when you're trying to hire for RevOps or trying to look for talent in revenue operations, I think that there's definitely a lot of the the technical um, 
experience and knowledge that needs to come, right? Obviously you need to be well-versed in the business, understand go-to-market motions, you know, understand how people, you know, routes to market, you know, understand all of that. And there's sort of that business side of it. But even more importantly, I think the most important probably skill, like if I could only pick one skill to be really good at, if I wanted to be an ops leader, it would be around the communication, right? And it's not about like, mm. like having, being able to present or having, you know, being able to speak or write well, it's about the ability to influence, build rapport mm. and drive consensus, right? Because a lot of our role is to influence without authority, right? Like you said, we sit kind of outside of that world, but we are trying to juggle and manage so many different personalities, right? Different stakeholders with strong opinions. A lot of times, right? You think about marketing and sales and finance and even product. Um, and they come from different um, positions, right? Where they're, what they are you know, looking to do and what they value is going to be different. So our ability to communicate effectively and bring everybody along um, for the journey is more important, I think, than anything else, right? Building that advocacy, driving buy-in, and then being able to influence others to understand the why is like the most important, I think the one single most important skill Mm. that we can have. And then there's a whole laundry list of other things, right? Because there's also the, you know, we have this, I was talking to somebody yesterday about this, that I think we have this unique personality where we are both strategic and tactical at the same time, right? Being Mm -hmm. able to kind of understand the high level strategy of what we're trying to achieve. But then immediately, like my brain goes to start breaking things out into little, you know, bite-sized chunks, Mm -hmm. right? On how we're actually going to go and execute. So being able to do both um, constantly. And I think the smaller the company, the more, you know, the faster rate of change and all of that. So you are bouncing back and forth between that being strategic and being um, tactical all day long. <laughs> mm, I love it. Well, I think that character quality of b- the ability to influence and collaborate and uh, get buy-in. And I think if I were to have that for any skill set, I would focus on the beginning of my career yeah. would have been that. Any I think any, yeah. any job values from that, any career. But especially, I think, to your point, RevOps, with it being such a, a nuanced um, a, yeah, nuanced role. And I, I love how you cap- encapsulated the strategic and tactical, uh, because the RevOps, from my understanding, is you're trying to execute the overall go-to-market vision and approach, right, on one level, which is very strategic, very high level, very 30,000 feet up in, 30, feet up in the air. But you also had to get into the nitty gritty when you like, you know, when, the, when you click the button, <laughs> yeah. does it work, right? Does the systems <laughs> work? Does, you know, um, and then you're also optimizing down to the nitty gritty of the journey and, um, and the experience and that is like, especially the experience side, the tactical side of like making that experience just be fluid and like having empathy towards your consumer, your customer to know how to, you know, uh, you know, work with them and maybe even that influence now that we're talking about it for the internal influence also helps with the customers too. And actually being able to, uh, know how to drive uh, change internally, but then also in the customer yeah, journey. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, um, a while back in my career, um, of one of my managers actually said that to me, and I've said this before, but I think it's important. It's just that he told me, it's like my job was to understand the customer better than anyone else. 
right? And I think it really, mm. uh, I think operations, we tend to focus a lot on the internal and thinking about, you know, our internal customers, which is really mm. important too, but always having that perspective on like, what's best for the customer and what does that customer experience look like? And, and that goes for any role really, but always thinking about your customer first and then everything else should be driving towards mm. that, right? I love that. Thanks for sharing. And even, I mean, you haven't said one time the revenue mm -hmm. journey, you've said the customer journey. And I think that's, that's maybe even hitting. It's important, obviously, to, to optimize for, for revenue, but, uh, you know, even the, the sense of um, finding what's scalable from a revenue standpoint internally may not actually be what's best for the customer. And so that experience, I really love that as far as optimizing for the customer experience, um, not just the That's sales right. process, right? Or what our journey is, right? And uh, and you see a big push away from that, re, you know, moving towards, hey, where where is the customers? Because it's changed so much. Yeah. Like you mentioned earlier, people have so much more information, and it's rapidly changing. Um, we just have, we have a few more minutes left, and I'd love to cover just um, is there any kind of high level um, stages? Kind of mature? Is there like a maturity model for RevOps that people can look to as far as like, hey, what stage am I in? What can I look towards? How can I improve? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I get asked the question a lot about, you know, do I need revenue operations? When do I need it? What do I need? And mm -hmm. I think that every company, um, you know, depending on what their what stage they're in, what their RevOps looks like is going to be very different. Right. And I think def so there's definitely a maturity mm -hmm. model because just like anything else, as your company starts to mature, your product development, your sales team, right, your marketing efforts are going to evolve along with that. And so very similar, um, you know, story for revenue operations, right? You're, do you need a full-blown RevOps department, you know, on day one? Absolutely not, right? But I think that you should start thinking about revenue operations as early as possible, and then start to focus mainly on, you know, if you think about the insights and the data and some of that structure, infrastructure, whether that's tech stack or, you know, um, reporting or just process, right? To me, process is like the key before tech, before anything else, right, is you need to have process because you can start to build repeatability, which will help you scale. And in any event, it's going to be iterative, right? We all know that change is constant and it's going to continue to change, but you need to start laying out some of that foundation, right? If you think about building a house, you got to start laying out some, start mixing that cement, right? Start laying out some of it and get ahead of it. So the sooner you do that, but as the company, you know, as the operation starts to mature, then you're going to lay layer in more, not just roles, but more functionality, right? Because instead of just gathering mm. data and laying out a CRM, you know, and, and starting to do some of those ongoing meetings and such that you need to have that cadence, you're going to start to have deeper insights, right? You're going to have more process. It's going to be more scalable because you're going to have more people involved, right? You're going to have more salespeople, you know, more marketers, you're going to have more customer success folks once you have customers. So definitely there's a maturity model around building as you scale similar to, I guess, no different from how you're building out a sales team, but it's more about thinking about doing it early and starting to build and everything is mm. iterative. Right. But I think what's really important from that is Love just it. making sure that you're building for today, but always an eye on the future. Right. Because so many startups I see is like they build mm. something and then it's only for today without thinking about what they need you know, 12 mm. months down the road and they end up having to tear things down and rebuild because they've haven't built it the right way.
Super cool. Thanks for sharing, Rosalind. I think we'll end it on that. I love that. Build it for today, but keep your yeah. eye on tomorrow. Um, that's a good, that's a good little one-liner. I like that. Um, thanks so much for coming on. How can, how can folks, uh, connect with you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So online? LinkedIn is probably the best place. And, you know, as you mentioned, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So definitely follow, follow me on LinkedIn, connect with me. Um, you know, take a look at our website, the RevOps Collective.com. There's definitely lots of information. I share a lot of RevOps content there as well, as well as if anybody needs any help, always reach out. I'm always happy to help. Rosalind, thanks so much. It's great ch chatting with you. Uh, revenue ops, revenue operations, I think is the future, similar to terms like go to market. He's looking at the entire journey, looking at the entire revenue uh, generation for the customer internal, but also for the customer and how do we optimize that, the people, process, Love and it. technology. Yeah. Love thanks. it, Rosalind. Thanks so much for Thank coming on. Thank you for on. having me. We'll see you around. Bye. Bye.